0: Thank you for listening to the Streams Church Weekly Sermon Podcast. We are a community that strives to know Jesus and make Him known. If you like our podcast, subscribe and leave us a great rating on Apple Podcast. Thank you and we hope you enjoy. We love those guys. Anyhow, uh, I love this Sunday. I have been looking forward to this Sunday because this is a special Sunday that we get to honor Pastor Lloyd and Judy. <laughs> So it's going to be a great celebration, and if you are new here, you just picked a great Sunday to be here. It is uh, going to be a great day, and we have a lot of amazing, stellar people who have been a part of Streams family that are back, and I just want to applaud you because God has used you to make Streams what it is today. So the Bacchuses, all sorts of great people are here. So we, we honor you, we honor you, we honor you, and we're so happy to be in this Celebration to today with you. So I am going to be sharing about the power of our words If you're new here, we are in a uh, in a message series called reset the whole idea behind this message series is sometimes culture or world or Influences or media they begin to influence our lives and so sometimes we just have to take a pause and reset Or you know how like your internet goes and the first thing you hit that little reset button or you unplug it, try to plug it in. That's what the idea is. So we're resetting and we're going back to God's truth because we know that our lives are going to be the very best lives if we are guided by the principles in this book. Does that make sense? So we want to honor God's word. So that's what the whole series is. And today we want to look at what words look like because our culture and our workplace, they... Don't take a value in words. So today we're going to look at a couple different ways in the Bible, where number one, words have the power to create. There's literally life and death in the power of our words. Secondly, the words, um, uh, there's power in the words and power, uh, the words have power to create. And thirdly, words can hinder our faith. They can hinder our faith and our destiny. And as I talked about um, this message, the one question I really want you to be thinking about is, am I careful with my words? How are my words impacting my family, my spouse, my neighbors, my coworkers? What adjustments do I need to make in my words? Am I wise with my words? Those are the questions that I want you to be thinking about. And at the end of the service, um, we're going to bring up Pastor Lloyd and Judy and pray for them. Um, We've got a cool special little video. And we have a really fun thing called a Wordle. Does anybody know what a Wordle is? Well, by the end of this service, you'll know what a Wordle is. So this is your chance to actually participate and say positive words to Pastor Lloyd and Judy. And we're going to make a fun thing. So, again, I'm excited for this Sunday. As I was preparing for this message, it made me think of the power of our words, and what it, what it would it be like if our words actually cost us money to use. And I thought about the long-distance calls. Do you remember when you had the phone on the kitchen with the big long cord, and it would ring, and it would be a long-distance call, and the whole house kind of freaked out a little bit, like, Mom, it's long-distance, and everything would stop, because long distance like you're paying money for that right or if you go way back in history back in here's a little history lesson october 24 1861 was when the uh, transcontinental telegraph opened and so i thought it would be fun to say a little multiple choice question for you today so just to get you involved so back in back way back when the money was less valuable, but in today's standards, what do you think it cost to send a 10 word telegraph back in 1863? Was it A, $19 raise your hand? B, $132, a couple more hands, or who says 210 bucks? Oh, a lot. The $210, that's how much it costs to send a 10 word telegraph. Ten. That's 20 bucks a word, right? Imagine you sending that message. You would carefully plot out every 10 words that you spoke. If you wanted to send a message from the United States to Britain over the Atlantic Ocean, the cost for that would be $2,600. But today our words are free. You can go and post anything you want on a blog or ultimate text and unlimited long distance. And sometimes we're reckless with our words. We're reckless in how they might influence people. Today, I want to say that words do have power of life and death. Proverbs 18:20. This screen, I keep looking at it, but the ball broke. So that's why, that's why we don't have a picture there. So you can turn to your Bibles too that's the best Uh, but Proverbs 18 verses uh, 20 and 21 wise words satisfy like a good meal the right words bring satisfaction the tongue can bring death or life those who love to talk will reap the consequences think about it the tongue has no bones but it's strong enough to break a heart you can spend one minute and string together very damaging and hurtful words that will split a relationship for years and years to come. Our words can cause a lot, a lot of damage. And words are affecting our teens and our kids. There's some disturbing stats that have been found. ABC News reported that nearly, nearly 30% of students are either bullied or are bullies, they're victims or they're being bullied at a rate that 160,000 kids a day stay home from school because they don't wanna be abused. Suicide is the third leading cause of death among young people and it results in 4,400 deaths a year. That shouldn't be. And I guarantee you out of every one of those kids, words were effect. There was lies or hurtfulness that caused them to make that choice. There's a quote from Pearl Hurd that says, handle them carefully for words have more power than atom bombs. I think that's true. So are we reckless with our words? Have we said untrue things or hurtful things to others? The problem is, is we can't undo them. You can't unsend a text or you can't go back and delete an email. Once it's said, It's there forever. Another word, uh, another quote is said, uh, words are free, but it's how you use them that may cost you. We have to be careful with our words. And there's so much about this topic. I was studying. I'm like, I could do three messages on this, but we just have a little bit of time. But I came across this really cool video and I want you to think about words have the power to create. In Genesis, what was God's tool to form and create the universe? It says, in the beginning, God spoke. So check out this video over here. <laughs> this is a guy, he's uh, putting like some fine sand on this metal table. And he's going to use an, uh, like a, a wheel to create a frequency. And you'd think that the, the particles would kind of bounce all around. But instead, they form a really unique, amazing pa- pattern. Check this out. So he forms this pattern. <coughs> excuse me. And then he, he'll change the He'll change the wheel or whatever it's called, I'm not sure the accurate term, but he'll use this one and it'll begin to form a whole different shape. So you can throw that one uh, picture up there, but he keeps doing this, but there's all sorts of different shapes that he can form just by changing the frequency. And I, I bring this up because... Um, obviously, we have to be grounded on truth, but I wonder if science, if there actually is a little bit more to our words and our speech than we even think. There was this other uh, author who wrote this book and his, his thesis was all based on water and how water is affected by our words. And so he would, he would speak these words and he would flash freeze them and they would turn into these crystals. So again, take this with a grain of salt. This isn't theology, this isn't biblical, but it's interesting to see that in negative words, the water wasn't formed, but in positive words, it actually formed. Me and my wife, uh, I don't know, maybe 10 years ago, we we did this rice test. Has anybody heard of the rice test? The idea is you, you cook a pot of rice and you have one rice that's your control. You don't do anything with it. One rice that you say, fool or stupid or negative words too, and then one rice that you speak positive things. It sounds weird, but anyways after 20 to 60 days you can do some research on the internet, but the words that are spoken in hate, in, in negative words, the rice actually rots faster. So it's an interesting thing, again it's not theological, but our bodies are made up of almost 70 percent water. I wonder if there's more to our words Than we even realize the power of our words truly do have power to create. And parents, you get to use your words to shape your children's identity and their destiny. You get to speak words of life. Your voice is the most important voice in their lives. And husbands, same thing. We We have the power to encourage our wives, to love our wives, to express how much they mean to us. And wives, you have the power to speak into us. My wife is a master at this. She encourages me so much. And I just want to say thank you because when, they're, when I go through challenges and struggles, she knows just the right thing to say to give me confidence and to encourage me to keep going. To be the man that she sees in me. And it means the world to me. And we have the power to do that. There's a um, a ratio that scientists have discovered, and they said, What is the ratio of positive words to negative words what's a healthy relationship what what's the the give and take of those so here's a, a multiple choice question again for you. Do you think it's one positive word to one negative or correcting word, or do you think the he- healthy balance oh that's i'll get to that slide that's coming up <laughs> is the is the ratio three to one or is it five? Five to one. Five positive things to one negative one. Okay, who says A? Who says B? Who says C? Oh my gosh, you guys are so smart. That is the magic ratio, they say. They're smart people that have figured that out. So, what that means is think about parents, every time you say something corrective or instructive or negative in connotation, You have to balance that out with five positive things. You gotta catch your kids doing good things. That's the ratio, that is the goal, that's the sweet spot. Um, The youth last uh, weekend had a really cool youth connect time and that's where this family feud slide is, you can back that up to that. But they had a really cool, the team did an amazing job. Give a huge shout out to Isaac, the Miglios. Mama Miglio, Danielle, Reed, Lydia, David and Andrew. David was actually the host. Bryce helped, Allie helped. But they got together the junior high and high school and they spoke words of life to your kids. And I'm so thankful for that. But they had a stellar game of Family Feud. The only problem was is a lot of your kids didn't even know what Family Feud was. So (laughs) they had to work through that hurdle. But this was my version. What is Pastor Sean's top way for building a good marriage? What would you say? Yes, yes. I would say, you know, being close to God. But number one, I would say your words. If you want a good marriage, build it with your words. Build it with your words. If you want good relationships, build it with your mouth, your words. What? Oh, with your month. No, not not that. Not month. Your mouth. Easter, Easter's not next week, by the way. All right. Here's, here's the next slide. The two most powerful words, I think, are I'm sorry. If you want to find some amazing words to use, maybe there's offense, maybe there's hurt that you've caused or somebody else has caused you. We've all been hurt by negative words. But when somebody says, hey, I'm sorry, those are some powerful words that can mend relationships. And saying it in the right way is huge. Not Here's, here's how not to say I'm sorry. Well, I'm sorry that your past and your background that... I didn't mean to offend you, but based on how you've been raised, I'm sorry that hurt your feeling, like it's your problem that my words hurt you. That's not the way to apologize. The way to apologize is, you know what, I'm sorry. I didn't mean that was going to hurt you, and if I could do that again, I would have not used that words. So you are important to me, and I respect our relationship, and I, I want to honor you. And so for that, I'm sorry. Will you forgive me? Here's a little, here's a little test that you can... So if you're going to grab anything from today, may this be the test. You've heard of TKO in boxing. What's TKO in boxing mean? Technical knockout. Have you heard of TKN? No, because I made it up. Here's what what the test is for you to say. So before you speak something, run it through this filter. Is what I'm about to say true? That's the T. Is what I'm about to say Kind. What I'm about to say necessary. Is it true? Is it kind? Is it necessary? That's the challenge. I was at uh, Culver's this week. Um, I pick up my kids on a half day and we always go to Culver's. And the guy taking our order was just struggling. And so I was about, I was preparing this message, and I began to speak about how he was taking a long time, and then this test popped up, and I'm like, that's totally not necessary. It's true, but it's not necessary. Sorry, kids. And they knew right what I was talking about. But words really do have a great, great impact in our life. This Bible was given to me by by, my biological father. And um, speaking of words and shaping your kids, um, there was a time that me and my brother, Um, my dad says, guys, I'm gonna give you one of the best gifts that I've ever given you. This is the most important gift that I'm ever gonna give you. And instantly, me and my brother started to daydream, like, is it a trampoline? Are we getting a pool, a new bike, a skate ramp? And so a couple days later, he says, "We're we're gonna go to the mall. So in Collar Springs, Chapel Hills Mall, we pull into there, and instantly I'm thinking, okay, toy store, video game, we're stoked, and we're going through the mall. And then my heart sank when I saw the Bible bookstore. Oh, man, Dad, you're going to get me a Bible? Okay, great. (laughs) That's what I thought. But here's the Bible, almost 35 years old. But what he wrote in the Bible um, is really special because his words influenced my life. I don't know how many times he told me, I love you. I don't know how many times he told me, you're going to do something special, and God's made you amazing. You're going to do great things for God. And this book, this Bible, is truly the best gift he's ever given me. He spoke that in new existence. So our words mean so much. You think about it in the Old Testament, that words really do hinder our destiny, and they hinder our faith. We can speak negative, faithless words that will influence us. Do You think about the Israelites and Moses. They parted the Red Sea and they walked through this. They, they were delivered from Egypt. And what happened to the spies that spied the, the promised land? They came back and their words were lacking of faith. They said, the land is great. There's no way we can take these guys. They're giants, right? Do you remember what they compared themselves to? Grasshoppers, we're grasshoppers in their sight. They said faithless words, and it totally derailed their destiny. We need to speak words of faith. Matthew uh, 12, verses 36 through 37, Jesus says this. He says, I say to you, for every idle word men speak, they will give an account of it the day of judgment. For by your words, you will be justified And by your words, you will be condemned. What this means is, it means that we will have to give an answer for the words that we speak. We will have to give an answer for the words that we speak. Um, Romans 10.10 says that it's with your heart that you believe and are justified, and it's with your mouth that you profess your faith and are saved. It's by the power of your spoken word, activated by what God's doing in your heart, that brings us to salvation. It's God's goodness. Our words are powerful. Um, Acts 20, 24 says that uh, Paul is speaking to his life, and he says this statement. It's such a powerful statement. It says, but my life is worth nothing to me unless I use it for finishing the work assigned to me by the Lord Jesus. The work of telling Others, the good news about the wonderful grace of God. Do your words rob God of his glory? Paul said, you know what? Out of everything, I want to speak the good news of God's wonderful grace, his love and kindness. That's why we printed out those Easter cards. You can find them in the back. But this is a perfect season to invite somebody to church. And it's simple. It's just like, hey, what are your plans for Easter? See what they say and say, our church is doing a cool service. We're going to have an Easter egg hunt for the kids. I'd love to see you come. You're invited. Here's a card. I think in my life, sometimes we rob God, and I'm guilty of this too. Like when we're sick and we come back to work and everybody's like, oh, I'm so glad to see you back. And we say, oh, yeah, we went to urgent care, got some medicine, and I'm feeling great. What if instead we're like, you know what? It was so awesome because I called some friends at church and they began to really pray for me. And I took NyQuil and man I feel so much better like I am so thankful for God healing me he's done that so many times or what what if you got a promotion and you could bring God glory through it instead of saying yeah you know what I I deserve this I took these classes I'm the best candidate for it I deserved it I worked it I earned it what if you instead said you know what I was really challenged to be generous I was really challenged to be generous And and sharing my treasure and and giving to the church. And through that, God has really opened up some things. He opened up this class for me to go to. I took it, and I just have been seeing God's favor in my life. And then He blessed me with His promotion. What a difference in using your words to glorify God. And isn't that what we're for? Who's thankful for God's grace? (laughs) Amen. Amen. So use your words. To glorify God. And I'm thankful for this. And I'll go ahead and kind of wrap up with this. Maybe you're feeling the weight of using words incorrectly. I want to remind you what Psalms 65.3 says. It says, when we were overwhelmed by sin, you forgave our transgressions. (laughs) I just want to take a second here and, and just kind of soak in this. And just have you ask, okay, Holy Spirit, what are you speaking to me? What are you telling me, God? What do I need to do? And maybe you just need to ask for forgiveness. Maybe there's certain people that have hurt you with words that you need to forgive. Or maybe there's a couple people that you need to make an effort this week to say, you know what, I'm sorry. I hate what's happened in our relationship, and I want to make it right. Can we just take a second here, a uh, second of silence, and we'll go ahead and pray? Holy Spirit, what are you saying to us? God, I thank you for your grace, and I thank you that you've given us the power of speech. I just want to say thank you. Thank you for your grace and your love. And we ask for forgiveness for the ways that we have misspoke and used our words. Help us to train and be diligent. Guide us in your wisdom. And give us courage to obey whatever you're asking us to do in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, as the worship team comes up, um, I want to kind of pivot a little bit. and. I'm so thankful for um, Pastor Lloyd and Judy and their influence in my life and in my families because he really saw the gift in me when others didn't. And it's because of his words that I'm here on this stage and God's grace, praise God. But um, we thought it would be fun. Years ago, he would talk about, you know, doing Market on the Move. He thought it would be so cool if we had a whole bunch of citrus trees that we could have around the property and, and you know, give to the community. And so um, we have got this little plaque and it's up here on the screen as well. Um, But it says these citrus trees were planted in 2022 in honor of our founding pastor Lloyd and his wife, Judy Baker. The Bakers served Streams Church for over 18 years. And these trees are a sign of the lasting fruit of their ministry in this community and beyond. So we're going to plant these trees, and um, it's because of your generosity and your faithfulness that the elders all got together. And we said, we're going to um, take take care of Pastor Lloyd Judy, and we're going to go ahead and cover his salary for the next two years. That way he can figure out his life and make choices. So at least for that, we're going to commit, and then after that, we'll... will factor in there but I'm excited about the mission um, that God's got them on and I know his best days are ahead. I reached out to Sally McClung and she wanted to write a letter and I asked Joella if she could come up to read this letter that Sally McClung spoke about about the bakers
1: It's an honor to do this It's hard to think of Streams Church without Lloyd and Judy. How wonderful to have this time to honor you both, especially Lloyd as you retire. I wished I could be there in person to bless and honor you. When I think of you both, there are so many words that come to mind, but the one that overshadows them all is faithfulness. You are both so faithful to God, to Streams Church, and to all the people God has brought there. There have been good times, there have been hard times, but through it all, you have been steady and faithful. It's a wonderful reflection of the Lord. Bless you for always persevering, moving forward and being faithful. I also appreciate how you are learners. I can't think of a time when we were together that you haven't asked questions. You always wanted to learn and to grow. What an awesome characteristics and you have grown through the years it's been so close to, so clear to see. I admire your steadfastness in learning and growing, and I love how you both are so real. There's no facade or pretense. You are genuine, day and night, 365 days a year. And because of that, you are so trustworthy. God knew he could trust you in leading streams. The seasons are changing, but I know God has good and wonderful things in store for both of you. It's great, Judy, that you will remain on the staff of the church. I don't know all that's ahead, but I know God's hand is still upon you, and he will guide you into what he has for you in the future. I love and honor you, Lloyd and Judy. Thank you for your friendship. Blessings to you in this new season. Love, Sally.
0: Man, Thank you. <laughs> Lloyd served under Mark Buckley, um, the lead pastor, the founding pastor of Living Streams Church, and he wanted to share this video so you can go ahead and roll this clip.
2: Hello, Streams Church. I'm Mark Buckley from Living Church church. I'm Mark Buckley from Living Streams and I wanted to congratulate Lloyd and Judy on a fruitful season of ministry. And I'd like to begin by saying, Lloyd, I know you're in transition and I know you're facing some big health challenges, but I believe you've got many more fruitful years of service. And I'm reminded as I give this little video tribute to you of when streams church was first launched and you and i were at living streams office where you were the administrator and we were talking and i had come back from an elk hunting trip and i was all excited because the lord let me shoot a great big elk with my bow and i said lloyd i don't understand why god speaks to me when i'm hunting elk and and yet when when it comes to the church which is really important i'm not getting the same kind of input you know and you said well what's the lord saying to you about the church and i said well he showed me that we're supposed to uh have a church and then have other churches connected to it not physically but through the spirit and uh you said well why don't we do that and i said well i'll do it if we have a leader that's willing to do it and you said i'll do it and you went for it and you launched streams church after that and it's been a fruitful wonderful spiritual family And I just want to say you've done an awesome job. Sean was in our pastor and covenant group this morning, and I've had a chance to get to know him. And he's everything you said he would be. He's a man who loves Jesus, loves you and Judy, loves the church. And he kept telling our guys what a wonderful church it is. And we said, well, you've only been in charge for a week, give him some time. However, we know his heart, his heart is the same heart you have, that you love the people of God, you love Jesus, and you've laid down your life for the church. It costs us to lay down our life for the church, but there's fruit as a result that is going to be your reward throughout eternity. So Lloyd and Judy Baker, I wanna say, I love you. I admire you. I'm thankful for you. I appreciate your perseverance. None of us know how much you've suffered physically, emotionally, and in every other way, but the Lord knows and he's gonna reward you. And as your neck is healed, and as your life moves on to the next phase, I'm glad you're gonna be rooted at Streams Church. I'm glad that we're sharing this walk of faith together. And I pray God will bless you and open the desires of your heart and fulfill them in ways that are beyond your wild expectations. God bless you and your whole family. Amen.
0: Lloyd and Judy, if you can just come up, we just want to pray for you guys. If the elders could join us here. Heavenly Father, we thank you for um, Pastor Lloyd and Judy. We thank you that they have finished well, that they have been faithful. God, they're not done, but as the chapter turns, I pray that you would give them grace and healing and power and strength. And let the the wisdom and the tools that they've perfected, Lord, let those shine for you. We pray for the nations as our inheritance, and we pray that you would use them mightily to influence Christian leaders and couples. I pray that you would give them strength, that you protect them, We pray healing in Lloyd's back and his neck. And we pray for wisdom to guide us and even the doctors. We know that you prepared the path in front of them, that that you've been in the past, that you're here in the present, and you'll be with them in the future. So we bless them and we thank them for the work that they have influenced us with. In Jesus' name.
3: Thank you. so thank you guys so much and uh it's definitely a journey we're on but i um, i thought the service was really appropriate <laughs> because um you minister with only light one light bulb on. <laughs> you know what I mean? So a light bulb short of a full type of thing that sort of fits very well. And then to have this happen on the stage, um, loving Jesus with all our heart and not taking ourselves too seriously. And uh, and being real about it. And that just blessed me. But something that you don't know about when they when they were on our team and they decided to go out to California, um, Sean got me, I don't know if you bought it or went it through an auction. But my favorite scripture um, from one of the original copies of the King James Version Bible. Uh, you remember what it was? Yeah, I yeah. totally remember.
0: <laughs>
3: <laughs> Psalm 68.5, a father to the fatherless and a defender to the widows is God. And he puts the lonely into families. Yeah. And, uh, Anyway, that's why I was thank you.
0: That's right. <laughs>
1: I have known Pastor Lloyd for for a number of years. He he was a pastor for my son and my daughter in law when they were in junior high. And now they've been here in the church. And they pastored Don and Val when they were young. They pastored my granddaughter when they were young. And now we're seeing the next generation. And you just don't know how this is a trickling. Talking about rivers of living water continue to flow. And that's what God says. Rivers of living water continue to flow. I just praise God for your ministry that brought our family to the great grandchildren that you're ministering to today.
0: Amen. Amen. That's good. That's good. He definitely is the father uh, to very many of us and that's one thing that we like about streams is we can be real and we can minister with one light bulb and (laughs) we hope that you don't leave impressed. We hope that you leave improved. Amen. (laughs) So anyways, thank you guys for being family with us. Um, We have a really cool barbecue. Um, that's afterwards but here's a really fun part of the service Um, we're gonna have this worship song um, going but on the screens here's what a wordle is it's a picture of all of these words so this is your chance to give words to pastor Lloyd so you can pull out your smartphone you can go to this web address M E N T I dot com. You don't need to create a username or a password or download an app. It's super, super easy. So the pastor's giving you permission to be on your smartphone. So just enjoy it. It won't happen very often. Um, anyways, you could go to that website and there'll be a code that will flash up. Tony, you got that code handy? And we're going to build this live here. So go ahead and worship and um, Make sure that you're gonna see this code and type in a word that you want to leave for Pastor Lloyd. We'll, we'll print this out and give it to them, um, but it'll be a special memento that they will have for years to come. Let's see, presenting. All right, the code is 398-5473. 398-5473. Is it working? Three, nine, eight, five, four, seven, three. So the more words that are the same, they will get larger in size. So you can share a couple words and we'll get that going. So go ahead and...